What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Good afternoon, long time no see. We took a little break. We're here for uh, the press conference that should be happening in about five minutes. Maybe it might even be 10, depending on them gathering everybody. Thanks for coming back. I took a little break. Hopefully you guys did too. And we should be hearing soon. We'll let everybody climb in. Uh, It's been a super emotional day, but... Justice has been served. Letitia got sentenced to life without parole for two of the counts, two of the murder counts. And uh, it's a a day of justice for sure. So we're going to see this press conference in four minutes. And it'll show up right there, right there. Slap my head right there. (laughs) We're all glad she's guilty. I think the judge did a phenomenal job on his, on what he had to say to Letitia. And I'm glad he made the comment of having no remorse. And I mean, I kind of wished he talked about more of her conduct, even in court, but. She probably wasn't even listening. And at least he said it. Yeah, she did ask for a specific prison. This is Gannon's day. Started on a Monday and it's finishing on a Monday. He did great. Yeah. Oh, it broke my heart when Al broke down and Landon broke down, the grandparents broke down, all of it. So should be in three minutes. We'll have the press conference all ready to go. I queued it up. Should be okay. Feels like the days are running together. Feels like yesterday I live streamed, but it was actually on Friday. (laughs) Allie says that prison doesn't even house women. The lack of knowledge of public defenders 
pad was surprising. So my guesstimation is she's going to Denver. Yes. Is that what it, where she'd be going? With a lifetime supply of smeat for <laughs> non-kosher meal. Al did say that about her kosher meal. He did. Uh, all of them. They just, they got it all out. I hope that they feel that they said what they needed to say to her. Yeah. Um, Allie says, Melanie, the PD asked for her to go to San Carlos. It houses mentally challenged, but not criminally insane males. Well, she can be, yeah, she's in Denver. Good. We'll see how that is. She thinks that she had it tough in jail. Wait till she gets to prison. So enjoy your time, Letitia, and your ace in the hole as she said it. Okay, maybe a minute or two that they'll be on. Let me just clear up some of this. People are starting to pile in. Whew. She's guilty on all counts. So she's going to spend the rest of her life in jail. No parole. In prison. He did say it was the worst the judge has ever seen, and he's done over 200 trials. And Al did ask never to say his last name again, which is fantastic. Especially probably hearing Stouch, because the Josh Tolini couldn't get it right. Her, her maiden name is Hardin. H-A-R-D-I-N. I don't, I doubt she'll be on suicide watch. She doesn't even have an ounce of remorse. There's not going to be anything. She wouldn't do it. She won't do that. Narcissists don't do it. <laughs> My eyes are still swollen from the ugly crying. Me too. I was ugly, ugly crying all day. <laughs> Two life sentences plus 12 years plus eight years. 18 months was the last one. We don't know what the ace in the hole was. This was when Letitia said she wanted to um, represent herself. And she said, judge, I have an ace in the hole and two pieces of evidence, blah, 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 blah. So 
hopefully it's going to be any minute here. And then we can breathe out. She did look bored during the verdict reading. Thank you for joining me. Oh, here we go. Let me know if you can't hear anything or something's not right, but let's see. It's loading right now. Good afternoon. Are we ready? My name is Howard Black. Oh. I'm the director of communications for Colorado's fourth judicial district. I'm going to do a quick rundown of what we're going to do here um, and allow you to have some time with two of the most important people in the room, and that's mom and dad. So with that, uh, the order that we're going to be moving through, we're going to start with District Attorney Michael Allen. Uh, from there, we're going to move to Sheriff Joe Royball. And then from there, we're going to go to Landon and then to Al. Okay. Uh, once uh, our first remarks are made, then Michael will come back up uh, to do a closing and then we'll open it up for questions. And I'll chat with all of you on how we'll set up uh, individual interviews. Uh, at the end of the presser here, if that's good for everyone. With that, I'd like to introduce our district attorney, Michael Allen. I've been a prosecutor for a long time and I've never seen a case that had an impact like this case had on a family and on the community, on a prosecutor's office, on a sheriff's office, and on national agencies. I want to extend my most heartfelt thanks to the sheriff's office, Sheriff Roybal. Your team was fantastic throughout this investigation. Uh, but our local authorities, we just couldn't get it done because of the breadth and, and scope of this investigation. And so I really want to point out and thank our federal partners, John Cronin there at the end and Andrew Cohen next to him with the FBI. Without the FBI's involvement in this case, we're probably not standing here today, just due to the breadth of this case. I wanna talk a little bit about divine intervention too. There's without a doubt that divine intervention played a role in this case at different times. Most importantly, when we talk about what happened with Macon Ponder down there in Pensacola, Florida. On March 17th, as he's inspecting that bridge, he finds Gannon's remains and closes that last loophole for us. Gives this family some closure as to what happened to their sweet boy Gannon. But that was truly divine intervention. That bridge is inspected once every two years. If he had been at that bridge just a month and a half, two months prior, it's likely that Gannon's remains are never found. God's fingerprints are on this case. Same thing goes for finding that board up at the S-curve in 
Southern Douglas County. Hard work, perseverance, investigative know-how, and God's fingerprints allowed us to solve this case and bring justice for Gannon, to bring justice for Al Stauk and Landon Bullard and this community. I've never seen a community come together like the Lorson Ranch community did, El Paso County, and truly the world. Every single mother that heard about this case fell in love with Gannon, his sweet smile, his bubbly personality, and the fact that his life was cut short in the most horrific way possible. Lady Justice is famously clothed with a blindfold. She lifted her blindfold and was aghast at what she saw in this case. And that defendant, that horrible stepmother, a stepmother of nightmares, will never breathe a free breath again. I can't say enough about this community, about this investigative team, and about these two parents who will never be whole. I'm sorry, guys. I love you both. And you know that this office will always be here for you. I want to turn it over now to Sheriff Joe Royball. Good afternoon. Gannon's disappearance and the subsequent exhaustive search garnered local, national, and worldwide attention. The outpouring of community support was overwhelming and an example of the heart of the citizens of El Paso County and our country. When tragedy strikes, we all come together. Still to this day, there are ribbons, signs, and tributes across our community for Gannon. And I want to share with the parents of Gannon. As I walk the office, especially in investigations, there's still photos and tributes to Gannon, a reminder of why the deputies, the investigators worked tirelessly, tirelessly. They gave their all and Gannon had an impact on each and every one of them. I couldn't be more proud. This case was arguably one of the largest in Sheriff's Office history, in both notoriety and depth of information collected. To this point, it is important for me to acknowledge the hard work and sacrifice and dedication of the men and women of the El Paso County Sheriff's Office and the resolve to bring Gannon's killer to justice. For each of you, the Sheriff's Office, you have my gratitude, my love and my support. As with any large investigation, we have not done it alone without the exhaustive efforts of partners in our law enforcement community. The value of relationships and strong collaboration amongst law enforcement organizations across local, state, and federal levels cannot be overstated. And Gann's case highlights this importance. I'd like to acknowledge the agencies who helped my detectives come to resolution. The Federal Bureau of Investigation, thank you the 4th Judicial District Attorney's Office, 
the Colorado Springs Metro Crime Lab and the Colorado Springs Police Department, the Fountain Police Department, the Colorado Bureau of Investigations, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina Police Department, Horry County, South Carolina Sheriff's Office, Rhode Island State Police, Dickinson County, Kansas Sheriff's Office, Kansas State Patrol, and Santa Rosa, Florida County Sheriff's Office. As you can see, law enforcement agencies across the country came together to seek justice for Gannon, for the parents of Gannon who were hurting, for the local community who was hurting. I wanna thank the citizens of El Paso County who served on the jury and played an integral role in the criminal justice process, which is no easy task. You helped to bring closure and found justice for Gannon's family. Lastly, I wanna thank District Attorney Michael Allen and his talented team for their commitment and aggressively Not sure what's happening here. Sorry, guys, something's going on. Stand here today with some of the happiest news that we have waited three years for is that he has finally received justice. And we have no more fears of this lady, the defendant. She will be locked up for the rest of her life. And I can sleep at night knowing that she will not harm anyone else. I thank the community. I thank Larson Ranch. I thank my church family. I thank Restoration. I thank everyone that is here today, Albert's family, my family, people that are watching at home. I also want to thank the judge, the jurors, and Michael Allen and your team for putting up with me and my emotional mess that I've been since from the beginning. But I've adopted a new family, and I'm very blessed to have you in Gannon's Army. You are a true inspiration, all of you. The days that I've had doubt and questions, you stood by us, and I'm very thankful. I can't give enough thanks. It's just one of those things that I just have to give God all the glory because he has been a gracious God. When Gannon was born, we had two other time, one other time to fill the room. Gannon was born one pound, six ounces. Our church came and the whole hospital was filled. This other time is, is in the courtroom in this three-year year journey. And I'm so thankful for every search effort for every manpower that was put in, every foot that walked across the snow. You never gave up. And earlier, divine intervention was mentioned, and I have full faith. 1111 was in some messages, the body being found. It's one of the hardest things to accept, but it's also one of the biggest pieces to this puzzle. And I'm so thankful to serve a God that would open paths for us to keep moving forward. So I stand here today when I encourage you last time just to do good deeds, to make sure you tell your loved ones you love them. If you have a hard spot in your heart, just pray that you can get it out because you're never promised tomorrow. 
we wake up and we think that we have our days planned and little do we know things can happen and that can change your whole aspect of life. But I pray that our community continue to come in together in times that we definitely need it. It's too much evil going on in this world. And I am blessed to be Gannon's mom. 11 years that we were given with him. He's done more in his 11 years than a lot of us would do in a lifetime. So I pray that and ask that you continue to carry his legacy. And I will be forever grateful and proud for everything that you all have done. I thank you with all that I have. And again, thank you, team, for everything. You are my family. And Gannon is dancing. I know that he is. And he's running the clouds like Sonic. And I'm sure he's singing songs, as you know, Albert. And he's probably looking down, playing video games with you and letting us know what game's going to come out next. He's never going to leave us. And I'm so thankful that you're his father. And it's been an amazing blessing to call him our son. So thank you guys. So <clears throat> I just want to start with something I said in my statement in the courtroom that, you know, it's, it's hard to say this, but Gannon, he is, he's still with us. It's hard to, not to talk about him in the past tense, but he is, he's with us, Landon, he always will be. And I feel that he will be with many of us through the community and the families that are here and all over this country, as I've learned throughout this investigation. So thank you all for that and your love and support. Um, Today, I just want to leave you with two words. Um, and the first word I, I don't use lightly um, based on what we've been through for the past five or six weeks, but uh, the dichotomy of this situation. Uh, as what we saw in the courtroom today, I think is a true win. It's a true win for everybody involved, for the justice system, for us as the family. But, but for me, it only solidifies the loss. The loss that I, I'll never get to see my boy again. And uh, as we learn to move forward, we're never going to move on. But as we learn to move forward in our lives, we're never going to let him go. And that I can stand firm on. The second word I want to leave you with today is joy. And before I get into that, I, I do want to say, remind the world, the only crime com Gannon committed was being a mama's boy. And if that is a, carries a sentence of death, then I'm next because I love my mama. And I guarantee you there's men and boys all over this world who would carry the same thing. I'm a father now to uh, some additional kids that, I've, that have come along my way and, and six boys. And they're all mama's boys, too. Every single one of them. But that second word, joy, that's what I want to leave you with. As a result of this horrible tragedy, I've, I've had so many positive things come in my life. The community support, the finding a new family, as Landon said, with the, uh, you know, all the people that supported the, the investigation. But my wife, who also had a tragedy in her life, Melissa, lost a son in 2020 as well. One that didn't get the publicity of Gannon, one that nobody knows about. But we decided as we met and developed a relationship that through tragedy, we will triumph. And the joy that she has brought into my life and those we have six kids and all those kids have brought into my life as well is worth every minute of the heartache. As she said in her words that she had me share, would we trade it for having our boys back? Absolutely not. But all we can do is take what we're given and move forward and try to find the joy in our lives and not let the pain overcome us. As you heard in my statement, I refuse to let the pain and the heartache 
and seeking vengeance overcome me and take me away from who I am. And lastly, obviously, I've already expressed my thanks and gratitude to everyone you see in front of you, but I do want to say a special thank you to the media. Early on in this, I asked you to take a step back from doing your job and show me and, and the rest of Landon and I and our family some respect and just I promised you that at the, when this is over, I'll do my part and answer some questions. And I think we're gonna get into that in a little bit. But from the bottom of my heart, Nicole, Colette, and everyone else that has had a part of the media, thank you so much for respecting us, our privacy, our peace, and all of that. I thank you. So just wrapping up with some comments, I wanna point out the hard work that was put in by my prosecution team brought in Dave Young, former district attorney from Adams County. Um, he was instrumental in this case. As, as we all know, uh, we had a, another horrific case that popped up in, in mid-November that took all of my attention away from this case for a period of time. And Dave really jumped in and, and filled that gap for me. And uh, we couldn't have gotten to where we are today without his tireless work on this case. Angelina Gradiano, uh, standing to his left, has been on this case almost from the beginning, um, probably a couple weeks or, or a month after I was um, first involved. Uh, worked on wiretaps with the FBI to make sure that we were catching all those calls that we were able to put into evidence. Instrumental work on your part, Angelina, uh, invaluable part of this team. Cecil Weir and Stephanie Courtney are two investigators just to Angelina's left. Fantastic investigators. Uh, they have done everything we, we've asked them to do throughout this case marshalling evidence to the courtroom, doing interviews, really anything that uh, that we've needed on this thing. And uh, can't say enough great things about the work that you two have put in on this case, so thank you. Uh, finally, my, the last part of our team that's up here with us is Kim Danluck. Uh, she just got promoted to a manager position, so everybody should congratulate her for that. But she is without a doubt the best DA's paralegal in the state of Colorado. The work that she has put in on this case to help us achieve justice for these two can't be counted. There were nights when the rest of us would be here late and then we would leave. She'd still be here. One night, in fact, uh, we all left and she goes to her car late that night and she had a flat tire and had to call her husband down here to help her change that tire. All of these people are dedicated to the pursuit of justice. That's what the DA's office is all about. That's what everybody standing up here is all about is pursuing justice giving a voice to those who can't speak for themselves in the courtroom. I can't say enough good things about this team and about the work that they put in, the dedication that they put in. And I actually just realized I missed a person down there. The bald guy down there standing by the FBI, Kevin Clark. I stole him from CSPD as a crime analyst and, and he has been instrumental in this case as well. Those timelines that you saw the last uh, sort of day roughly of pure testimony from the prosecution Kevin put in countless hours on those timelines, countless hours on pulling those searches out of the defendant's phone. And really it's those timelines, putting all the pieces together in sequence and putting them in context to what was happening with the investigation. And in those web searches that the defendant was engaging in really were instrumental in proving her premeditation, her intent, her abject hatred, and really everything she put into this case. And Kevin was the one that unlocked that key for us. Can't say enough good things about what Kevin has done. So with that, I would open it up to any questions you all might have. And, and again, thank you all for being here and getting this story out. Um, Gannon, 
deserved all of this, deserved every hour that we spent on this case collectively from the family to the investigation team and the prosecution team, and all of the effort that you all put in as well. Gannon deserved it. And I thank you so much for being a part of it. So with that, I'd open it up. Yes. Not in my mind, there wasn't. There was just too much evidence in this case. Uh, I think it was pretty clear what we were dealing with as far as an evidentiary perspective. And it never crossed my mind that, that she would be found guilty and spend the rest of her days in prison. Colette. then you have to kind of think again of things that could hold things back. Um, and waiting through the weekend was, was hard. Um, but I had Lena, um, so it made things much better. Um, but I don't wish it on anyone. It was, it was very brutal for me. Um, and I'm sure it was for Albert as well, but it was a horrible waiting game, even though that three years felt like it was slow and now it sped up. The weekend felt much longer waiting for this. Yeah, absolutely. It was tough. But let me tell you, I, I just mentioned we have six kids. So Saturday it was track meet, soccer game, back to the track meet, Denver for basketball games, got home at 11, get up on Sunday, do it all over again. So we stayed pretty busy, um, thankfully, in, the, in this setting. But yeah, in, in the downtimes, it was hard. Friday was absolutely, it, it was a wave of emotions up and down um, as we waited. And, uh, but I've never got downtown so quick today after we got the text or the call. So, uh, yeah, thankful for the result. Jill said he's going to get rid of that speeding ticket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what speeding ticket? <laughs> when, when you guys, if you, and also if you don't mind setting the podium and answer with your parents, um, when you heard guilty come from the judge, what was your reaction? I could breathe for here. the first time. They want you on the microphone. Yeah. I could breathe for the first time, you know, sitting back and you don't really, you have a 50, 50 shot, right? It's one way or the other. And so when that guilty verdict and everything came out, I was happy. Like it's one of those times it feels like a little kid at Christmas time, if that makes sense, that you've waited so long and the day is finally here. So it, like it, it was the best feeling. So. Uh, yeah, I think uh, my best way I can explain it is how I did in my statement. Um, it's been really hard and just open it up a little bit here. It's been really hard to access Gannon throughout these past three years. And, um, you know, hopefully I can start doing that a little bit more now that this part is behind us. Um, that's really for me kind of just a, a weight lifted off another weight lifted off. And, uh, I can start experiencing my son a little bit more, um, as time goes on. Well, we know what happened to Gannon. What we don't know is truly the why. Um, and, and that's something that we'll live with forever. Uh, we're never gonna know that. This defendant is not the kind that's going to ever give us that satisfaction. In fact, uh, I think it's fairly clear from the evidence that we presented at trial and her conduct during trial, uh, which was abhorrent, uh, completely abhorrent. It's just another twist of the knife. And I choose, and I hope that these folks choose to not give her any satisfaction in that and, and to just know 
that Gannon is, is a, in, in a better place now and that we achieved all the justice that we could achieve here on earth. And, and she's got to answer questions to a higher power at some point in her life. Uh, but, but that's not for us to, to consider. Uh, that, that young man, that beautiful little boy uh, did not deserve what he got. It's the most horrific thing I've ever seen as a prosecutor. Yeah, you're talking about the other case? Yeah, so that was based off of a solicitation to escape from the jail. Uh, there was statements made from other people in the jail that she had solicited another inmate to help her escape from the jail. Really, the, uh, the level of that case is so low that it's inconsequential and would not have really done anything for us in the, in the big grand scheme of things. My goal is that she's been convicted now and sentenced to life in prison without parole. Let's get her off to her last place here in Colorado, which is the Department of Corrections, where she'll serve the rest of her days in prison. Anything else? Yes. Yeah, the, the preparation really starts from day one. Uh, and that's why we do things the way we do here in the Fourth Judicial District in that, what, first of all, we have really good relationships with our law enforcement partners. Uh, on any homicide case, we have an on-call team. So we have attorneys and investigators that go out from the very beginning and, and go work with the investigation. That gives you an organic knowledge of the case that is an invaluable uh, resource when you get into a trial posture. And then because of the complexity of this case and the manipulation of this particular defendant, this was a tough case to investigate. She was doing her best to send the investigation off uh, chasing wild rabbits all over the county. And in some respects, she was pretty successful with that. But I can tell you that there were daily meetings uh, during the pendency of this investigation, those early days, starting with the sheriff's office, where we would get together every single day, talk about any new developments, give out new assignments. And I was there for every single one of those. Uh, then as it became bigger and we brought in the FBI, or rather the FBI was able to give us the resources that they were able to give us, we switched over to their building and we're doing the same thing there where we were in a big meeting room. Uh, we had timelines spread out all over the wall. Uh, some of those timelines were some of the uh, birth childs of, of the timelines that, that Kevin put into evidence early or late in this trial. But we would do the same thing. We would have all these resources coming together, uh, talking about different leads, what people have been doing, and how we're going to tackle the next steps in the investigation. Uh, then, as that stuff is coming together, it's really making sure that we're boiling it down to something that can be understandable, because truly the breadth of this case was unimaginable. It's, it's like nothing I've ever seen before, as far as the volume of reports that were written, the number of videos that were collected, um, obviously the, the uh, wiretap phone calls, the consensual phone calls, and we have to sift through every single bit of that and figure out what's important to present to a trial or to a jury, I should say, what's going to be important for a jury to consider. And, and when we're in those early stages, we're talking about trying to prove premeditation um, after deliberation with intent and gathering evidence on that front. Um, but luckily, we had some foresight and we were looking for mental health information as well, because it's fairly typical in a case like this, although I've never had a case like this, but in a case like this, that we will have to tackle that mental health defense. And it's good that we did that because we started planting those questions early on in, in some of the questions that Al was asking the defendant in some of those recorded phone calls. And then Special Agent Johnny Grusing with the FBI 
his knowledge of the case was instrumental in, in really getting out kernels of things that were really important towards that effort. And so then we had to switch our gears and really start going after that not guilty by reason of insanity defense that they were mounting, obviously. And it just was a lot. It, it took a lot of hours, uncountable hours by every single person up here to get to where we are today. And uh, well, at some point, I, I'd like to go back and just think about that a little bit. And it's it's just awesome, the work that was put in on this case. Yeah, so <clears throat> the way it works with uh, Colorado Department of, of Corrections is that anytime a person is uh, remanded to the custody of Department of Corrections, they go to DRDC. It's Denver Regional Diagnostic Center up in Denver, where they do assessments on defendants, look at their risk level, that kind of thing, and determine what facility would be the best for a particular defendant. Uh, a defense attorney asking that really has no bearing on, a, on whether that happens, and a judge actually can't tell Department of Corrections how to conduct their business that way. So the judge only sentences to the custody of Department of Corrections, and then it's up to Department of Corrections to determine the placement. I can tell you that based on what I know about this defendant, the fact that she's a flight risk, that she's violent, the fact that she attacked deputies in a vehicle on her transport back here to Colorado, the fact that she solicited other inmates at the uh, jail to escape the jail, I have no doubt that she will be placed in the most high um, security facility that the Department of Corrections has. And that's where she belongs, is in the most secure facility in the Department of Corrections. Yes. Well, that will undoubtedly happen. In any case of this magnitude, there will be appeals. Um, the way that you prepare for that is, is really starting again from the very beginning, making sure that you're getting a good investigation and then making sure that you're putting on a really strong prosecution, that you're following the rules of evidence, uh, that sort of thing, making sure discovery is accounted for and, and provided to defense. If you do those things at the early stages, you're gonna fare much better in the appeals process. And that really gets back to that preparation um, question that I got just a moment ago is that not only are you preparing for the trial on a case like this, you know you're going to go to trial, and so you're also thinking about any appeal ramifications that might exist down the road, because they will come. Uh, but because of the effort that we put in in this case, I don't really have any concerns about that. Uh, but we'll tackle them when they come. Yeah. Yeah, so... There were two counts of murder in the first degree. The one count was murder in the first degree after deliberation and with intent. That was count one. Count two is murder in the first degree, child under 12, position of trust. She received life sentences on both of those two charges, but because there was only one victim, they actually merged together to just be one sentence. So she can only serve one sentence for those two charges. And it's one life in prison without parole sentence that are a result of that merging. Yes. We have a foundation for Gannon. Um, I hope to put some work in it. Um, so some other families, especially in Colorado and back in hometown, 
do not have to go through the things that families go through. Um, but just doing things in Gannon's name. And then I'm gonna continue my life with my children, making sure that Lena and Nova know that Gannon is still here with us and not forgetting them. Um, but I hope the world can be a better place and I hope we can have Gannon's name and Gannon's foundation as a forefront or a blueprint to help others, if that makes sense, because that's all that he would wanna do and that's all he did and is still doing is helping others. I just want to go home. I, I, and I got a few chuckles, but that's that's who I am. I just want to go home. I just want to go home and live that joy I talked about with my six kids. And Melissa, I can barely see her back there, but she's what makes my world go round. And I just I just want to go home. All right. Unless there are any other questions, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Thank you all for being here. So I'm pretty sure I can speak for Michael. Uh, the comment I heard back from the media, being so respectful of these family members, I want to tell you how much in all my years, I've never seen the majority of the media being so respectful back to, um, to the family members. So again, so appreciative of that, all of us are here. With that, uh, let me talk a little bit about uh, setting up interviews. Uh, I'll start setting up uh, private interviews, one-on-one, uh, -on -one, starting tomorrow late morning. If each one of you could just send me an email, and I'll start staging those and, and setting those up. How many folks do we have that are out of city that uh, will be staying over the night for it? Okay, why don't you reach out? Just let me know uh, that that's occurring. Uh, and I'll make sure that I prioritize getting you in there. And we'll also do that with Michael. We'll set up uh, some one-on-one -on -one interviews uh, so you can take a deeper dive on what occurred here. Um, any questions? Just mom and dad. So Al, uh, right. No, we'll, we'll separate them out. So you can have, uh, if you'd like to have them together, they're happy to do that too. So um, obviously we want to give him a little bit of a break. You heard what Al just said, right? He's ready to go home. So any other questions? Okay, thank you all for being here. All right, there we have it. Letitia's going to most likely, as Michael Allen said, a high risk, high security prison. And she can live her days out there. She doesn't have to do that anymore to, to anybody ever again. So I don't know about you guys, but I'm exhausted. Um, I think today is a good day for Gannon and his family and all of us who followed this since the three years, over three years. So everybody just love your, love your people in your life. Give them hugs. Just love them. Love yourself tonight. Just chill out. I'm going to chill out. And then we're going to start again tomorrow all over again. And next is justice for J.J. Tiley and Tammy in the Daybell case and also the West boys as well. All right. Thank you so much for joining me today in the numerous live streams. There'll be more and we'll see you in the next video. Good night.
This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.